welcome to The Word is Resistance, a podcast of showing up for racial justice. This podcast explores the weekly Christian lectionary from a perspective of justice, anti-racism, and collective liberation. This podcast is geared for white folks, white Christians in particular, seeking to understand and do our part in working against white supremacy and white Christian supremacy that has been so harmful to others and empowered us at others' expense. We welcome all listeners, though, and particularly appreciate feedback from listeners of color and from other faith traditions. I'm Mother Claire Brown, and I'm recording with you from Chattanooga, Tennessee, Cherokee and Creek land, where I live and minister and write and raise children. The music in this podcast is We Are Building Up a New World. This live recording of Dr. Vincent Harding's song for the Freedom Movement is a multiracial movement choir practice in Denver, Colorado in December 2014, being led by Minister Daryl J. Walker. We are deeply grateful to the Freeney Harding family for letting us use this song for the podcast. In this liturgical season after Pentecost, the word is resistance has been in a series called Journeys to Freedom. We've been following the Old Testament or Hebrew Bible readings that tell the story of the people of Israel all the way from Father Abraham and Mother Sarah through the Exodus and into the Promised Land. It's a story of resilience, of God championing and loving and journeying with God's people. But as Nicola pointed out last week, it's also a story about brokenness and trauma and harm. And this week, as our readings move into Joshua, my confidence about interpreting the journey of freedom gets a little shaky because the book of Joshua is complicated. But maybe that's okay. It's not exactly like this week and the next few days ahead feel simple. Amy Comey Barrett was just confirmed as the newest justice of the Supreme Court on Monday night. And we're just a few days from the election. I don't know where you're listening from, but the region where I live is seeing another terrifying COVID-19 spike. And the ensuing limited medical resources and the violence and suspicion, the death and the harm. Storms and hurricanes have just done their number on our southern coasts, and the West is on fire again. All of these things are occurring in a compromised white supremacist capitalist patriarchal system. And all the work folks are doing across our communities to move toward justice and healing, toward balance and freedom, are complicated because of this brokenness. Making our way towards freedom is messy and imperfect. But let's dig in to this imperfect book, a lesson from the book of Joshua. The Lord said to Joshua, This day I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israel, so that they may know that I will be with you as I was with Moses. You are the one who shall command the priests who bear the Ark of the Covenant. When you come to the edge of the waters of the Jordan, you shall stand still in the Jordan. Joshua then said to the Israelites, Draw near and hear the words of the Lord your God. Joshua said, By this you shall know that among you is the living God, who without fail will drive out from before you the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, Perizzites, Girgashites, Amorites, and Jebusites. The Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth is going to pass before you into the Jordan. So now select twelve men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe. When the soles of the feet of the priests who bear the Ark of the Covenant 
the Lord of all the earth, rest in the waters of the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan flowing from above shall be cut off. They shall stand in a single heap. When the people set out from their tents to cross over the Jordan, the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant were in front of the people. Now the Jordan overflows all its banks throughout the time of harvest. So when those who bore the Ark had come to the Jordan and the feet of the priests bearing the Ark were dipped in the edge of the water, the waters flowing from above stood still, rising up in a single heap, far off at Adam, the city that is beside Zarethan, while those flowing toward the Sea of the Arabah, the Dead Sea, were wholly cut off. Then the people crossed over opposite Jericho. While all Israel were crossing over on dry ground, the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan until the entire nation finished crossing over the Jordan. Here ends the reading. There are so many layers to the complexity of reading the book of Joshua, and I don't want to get bogged down today, but let me say just a few things. The book of Joshua, which details battles and genocides and conquest, is about the people finally arriving in the promised land. It's a fraught story to me, because the things that people do at God's command seem so out of step with my understandings of God. If anyone else out there had some cognitive dissonance or moral questioning about the casualties back in the Exodus at the Passover, well, go ahead and ramp that feeling way up. We know that Joshua is not a historical narrative of concrete facts and events in any way that modern scholars would create, but it is still a chosen and shared story that's complicated and morally ambiguous. It's rooted in the need for a distinctive identity. And when we look for those kind of narratives to vindicate ourselves, we can make problems. There are portions of Joshua that should never, ever be understood to be prescriptive. The harm to people across differences being the main one of those. But also the uncriticized and exalted role of Joshua's leadership. So we hold some of this stuff loosely. It's one place where the Bible doesn't always live into its own best visions or values of a life-giving, loving liberation that we understand to be the heart of God. And we read and study and pray with this text because it is part of the whole. It's part of this tradition. So all that to say, we know that this book is complex ethically. It's reflective of generational trauma, complex identity of people who are meaning-making a long history during a period of oppression. It's also worth saying that you can only take metaphors for our life today so far when it comes to this text. But today, for this episode of the podcast, I'm naming these concerns, and then I want to bracket them, and invite us to receive this story and envision ourselves into the promises and hopes and challenges of God's people in it. Because while we do know and claim that God's kingdom is an expansive table full of welcome, with a shepherd who's always chasing after that one who's gone off. And while we know that we fight against power and principalities, 
not flesh and blood. Right now, right before the election, well, we could probably use a hero story. So we find our folks on the banks of the Jordan River. The people are just on the cusp of home, just a river crossing away. They're at a transition point in their leadership and their common life. But this pivotal moment, the river crossing, is not just a conclusion of one saga, but it's also the start of another. This moment matters. It matters a lot. But there are still battles ahead. So Joshua is chosen and promised by God to be the leader of the people. But we see that what's about to happen is more than one person's leadership, one person's victory. So 12 people from each tribe are chosen to lead in this moment. The leadership is diverse and diffuse and represents everyone. And then the crossing. First goes the Ark of the Covenant, the vessel that in some strange and beautiful and slightly alarming way contains the presence of God, goes ahead of the people goes right into the water. But the moment the priests carrying the ark hit the water, it pulls up. It's heaped up on either side with a clear path through, right through this rushing harvest time flood. And then the priests stop in the middle of the pathway while all the people pass through the river and followed out behind them. This strange image is a familiar one. It echoes Exodus 14, when the people of Israel, just escaping from slavery, are pursued into the desert by Pharaoh and trapped by the Red Sea until God miraculously parts the waters and guides them through to safety. Then they were accompanied by God's presence in the form of the pillars of cloud and fire. Now it's the Ark of the Covenant. And the story goes that these folks wandered in the wilderness for a whole generation, half a lifetime of daily steps toward an old promise, toward your ancestors' aspirations, up to this very moment. But this time, this strange parting of the waters is not your mama's miracle. This is not the days of old. This is not that story from your grandpa. It's happening now to you and for you. This is your journey to freedom. get preachy or overstate things. I feel like the passage here is just screaming its truths at me this week as here we are at a crossing. We are at another stage of the experiment of deeply flawed and broken democratic process, this transition of leadership. And we know, we know that this moment, this crossing time, Election season is not the end of a story, no matter the results. We vote to set the conditions for our organizing and our advocacy, not to usher in a singular hero to fix us. I know we are tired, but there are still many, many battles ahead. There's so much work to be done for our flourishing, for health and equity and representation and legal protections and safety. There's so much cultural organizing ahead, so much need so much struggle, 
And we must not confuse this river crossing moment with a final arrival home. And the crossing itself is harrowing. I don't know about you, but the floodwaters here feel so very piled up, so very much about to burst. And yes, I mean those floodwaters of social oppression. The floodwaters of the threat of immediate political violence next week with rumblings of a non-peaceful transfer of power. The floodwaters of threatened reversals of life-saving and family-protecting Supreme Court cases. The floodwaters of our own brittle and exhausted communities and families just trying to stay steady under so much stress. Our maxed-out healthcare system and tired healers our stressed and traumatized minds and bodies, unable to nourish ourselves in so many of our usual ways, but trying so hard to keep marching, keep moving, keep on writing and preaching and loving and advocating and taking care and organizing. It feels like it's just about to burst and we have to get the people through safety. But here are two things that bring me a lot of hope and life in this story. And I hope they give you a bit as well. First, we've been here before. Well, maybe not us exactly. Maybe not us in this situation. But people of faith and goodwill have worked against overwhelming odds before. People have walked through the floodwaters, these same floodwaters, actually, with armies at their backs and an unknown wilderness ahead. And God was faithful. And the story went on. In fact, here we are. Because they were. I'm particularly mindful of this this week with All Saints Day, the feast of the church tradition that honors all those who have shown the presence of God into their communities and the world throughout time. And so we remember that God's people have done impossible and exhausting things before. Pandemics? Yep. Systemic racism? Yes. Fascism? Tyrants? Political manipulation? Mm Mm-hmm. Natural disaster? Yes. Soul weariness. Oh, yes. We remember the ones who have gone before. We honor their story. Their river crossings. And we gather strength and wisdom from them. Friends, we have been here before. But that is not a whole hope. Yes, that is the deep sigh and strength gathering when we remember who we are and where we've come from, but we also need the second hope that might offer us some sustenance and vision. And it's this, that God goes ahead of the people. God goes first into the river, God stays through, God wraps up, and God leads on. 
it reminds me that image of the Ark of the Covenant going ahead, lingering still, and then following behind. It reminds me of St. Patrick's breastplate. Christ with me, Christ before me. Christ behind me, Christ in me. Christ beneath me, Christ above me. Christ on my right, Christ on my left. Christ when I lie down. Christ when I sit. Christ when I arise. God makes a way and sees the people through. Dear ones, this week, next week, in the months and years ahead, all the work right here and before us, God is making the way and God will see us through. (laughs) Now, (laughs) I have no idea what that actually means, what that looks like. We never do, but I'm trusting it. We have to trust it. We've been here before, and God was good. God's people were strong. And God goes before us, making a way out of no way, giving the strength and the protection that we need. That is the journey to freedom. So this week, please vote if you haven't already. Again, that's how we set the conditions of our work, of our advocacy, of our organizing, and our ministry. And also this week, take some time to rest. I know a lot of you are working so hard around the clock, but please do take care of yourselves and each other. Check in with folks who might be feeling shaky and need a hand to hold through the crossing. And as you pray and get grounded and work, See if you can take some time to think about the places you and we have been before. Think about stories of God's faithfulness. This isn't just corny feel-good stuff. We look to these promises, this story, for our inspiration, our identity and strategy, our growth. And we need their hope to guide us. Thanks so much for joining today. You can find out more about Surge at showingupforracialjustice.org. And our podcast lives on SoundCloud. You can search the word as resistance. And give us a like or rate us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Transcripts are available as well on our website and include references, resources, and links. Finally, a big thanks to our sound editor, Maxwell Pearl. <sighs> Steady loves... It's a crossing time, but there's still much work ahead. Nourish yourselves, receive all the blessing you can, and may God be with you, before you, behind you, in you, beneath you, above you, on your right, on your left, when you lie down, when you sit, and when you rise. Amen. Amen.